Hi, I'm Abby Gibb, and welcome to the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast, a Soulfire production. This is an investigation and honoring of who we get to become in the process of embodying our dreams. If you're a rule breaker, paradigm shifter, and movement maker of today, then this leadership podcast is for you. It's time to finally take up more room on the page of your life. Welcome to the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast. Let's get honest here. Are you afraid to be seen fully in this world? There is nothing easy about realizing that you and I might be the ones holding ourselves back this whole time. Today, I'm going to investigate the three greatest fears that hold ourselves back from being fully seen in this world. And here's what I can promise. By the end of this episode, you're going to give your truth, your voice, your story, the full body fuck yes permission slip that you've been screaming to share. Speaking of that, if you've ever dreamed of sharing your story on the world's most sought-after stage, then this is your sign to fucking go for it. I have personally given two TEDx talks to now more than a million views, and I've helped so many others do the same. My course, How to Land and Embody Your First TEDx Talk, it's awesome. I'm just going to be honest. It's going to teach you everything you need for not only how to craft your talk, but land it and spread it with ease. It's on sale today. The link is in the show notes and also on my Instagram. So let's talk about why you might feel afraid to be seen more fully in this world. I've discovered three major reasons through all of the investigations I've done with myself over the last few years and also with my clients. There's this fear of being seen first and foremost in ourselves, being seen fully for who we've become in this world. There's a fear of rejection uh, of ourselves and also in this world, right? Intrinsically and extrinsically. And there's a fear of success. Yeah. So there's three different parts of this fear that stops us from being fully seen, even though so many people come to me and are like, abs, you know what I want? I want to be more visible, right? I want media visibility. I want my message to be heard and seen around the world. I want to make this impact because I know that I've been called to do bigger, greater things in this world. And that's what I want. I want to feel and I want to know and I want to give more and be seen more for this message. And that's great. And I want that for you. I really do. But I will say consistently, we can only be as seen in this world as we're willing to be seen in ourselves. It's always an internal game first. And there is nothing easy about realizing that you've been the one holding yourself back this whole time. I've realized that we hide using two sides of the same fear coin. Okay. Cause we talked about like, there are these three fears and I'll go into that more here in a little bit, but we hide with these two sides of the fear coin either perfection or shame. Shame is about secrets. Perfection is about protection. And either way, it holds us back from being fully loved. We live in fear instead. And you and I don't deserve to live in fear any longer. You and I have lived in fear for long enough. I kept thinking if I'm just perfect, right? If I'm valedictorian, if I was sorority president, if I was an Emmy winner, 
then my dad would notice me. Now, I love my dad, but he and I have had a tenuous relationship to say the least. I realized, thanks to therapy, that (laughs) if I thought I was just going to be perfect enough, then he'll say sorry for caring about his career and what the world thought of him instead of what I thought of him and what his family thought of him. Maybe if I'm just perfect enough, he'll finally love me. And that manifested into the way I approached my career. If I'm just skinny enough and pretty enough and talented enough, then I'll get the ratings. Then I'll get the promotion. Then I'll be a star. Then I'll be loved. Then I'll be loved, right? There's nothing easy about realizing that you have been the one holding yourself back this whole fucking time. I've said this before, but it's, it's funny. It's now funny to me, painful at the time that only after I left TV and after I stopped being seen on these shows of mine, I could finally see myself for the first time. And I discovered something as I began to heal my perfectionist qualities. I realized that perfectionism is the distrust that whatever I do or who I am inherently won't be enough. I realize that it creates this distance between me and every moment I'm in. I keep everything, every person, every experience, every joy, every fear I keep at arm's length. Perfectionism keeps me crippled in fear instead of inspired to love. And I deserve to love and be loved in return means I have to let down the shield of perfectionism. As I said, this is funny now, right? But it definitely was painful for a really long time. This story and this journey has taken me 10 long years of learning that if you are not brave enough to break up with yourself, with the situations, the perfectionism, the shame, the emotions, the people, that no longer are in your highest good. The universe will do it for you, right? I wasn't willing to break up with my perfectionist qualities. So the universe broke up with TV for me, not because it wants to punish me or you. The opposite, in fact, it's moving us forward until we have the guts to do it ourselves. There's no fault or blame or shame in this kind of breakup. The one with perfectionism. This journey is not one of discovery, but recovery, uncovering the dream that's already been planted and then making room for it to bloom. Healing is a constant state. You don't have to be fully healed to give or receive love, to chase after that dream or to get yourself to that next level. The only thing holding you back is yourself. Keeping joy and love, freedom at arm's length through shame and perfectionism. And what happens, I've discovered, if we don't allow ourselves to feel fully seen, and again, I'm going to go into the three different types of fears that I think 
are the catalysts for holding us back for, for keeping us from being seen. But if we don't allow ourselves to feel seen, that lump in our throat where our truth is screaming and yet stuck will never go away. Pause for a second and breathe into that space in your throat right now. What is stuck in this moment? What is screaming to get out, but you are so afraid that if you share it, you won't be loved? Maybe by yourself, you won't love yourself. Maybe in your partner, maybe in your business, maybe in your family, maybe with a friend. There's a lump in your throat right now of a truth that is screaming and yet stuck. And for as long as it stays stuck, you will live in regret. I want to share a poem I wrote with you. Why? Why did I stifle my truth until I choked? No wonder I'm blue, suffocating sadness. Oh, how I know you. Why? Why did I stuff and dig and hide and shrink away from the sunshine, calling my name? Why? Where did you go, my linguistic lover? Oh, how I miss the tingle of tongue, tango around my unraveling soul, screaming to take up space, a place to call my own. Why? Why did I stifle until all I saw was you? Why did I stifle until all I saw was you? The you of perfectionism, the you of shame, the you of fear. What is screaming to take up space, a place to call your own? Yeah. So there are three different types of fears that I've discovered, painfully. <laughs> three different types of fears of what holds us back in being able to feel more fully seen in this world? There's this fear of being seen in ourselves, a fear of rejection with others and ourselves that I won't be loved and a fear of success. So number one, fear of being seen in ourselves. There are unhealed parts that we currently, you and I, both of us are subconsciously rejecting. But if you want to be a divine feminine leader in this world, if you want to be embodied in both of your masculine and your feminine energies with your shadow and with your light, without losing yourself to overwhelm and burnout, be prepared to face your traumas and repressed shit. I was doing a keynote the other day and uh, I asked the audience, what's holding you back in this moment? And one woman bravely answered, fear. She just straight up said it out loud. Fear, just general fucking fear. I paused and I asked, how long have you felt this fear? And she paused and then honestly said, my whole life, I guess. And then without skipping a beat, I watched her face drop into a soft belly of truth. And she said, since I was five, when I hid under a table wondering why I wasn't worthy of being loved. 
right? And so here we find the bag of dicks, the bag of dicks. The patriarchy tells us that we need to hustle, fake it till we make it, grind it out, be perfect, hide, keep the shame in the closet, which completely ignores our traumas and lived experience only further perpetuating this cycle. We cannot become more visible in this world until we become more visible to ourselves. We will constantly be seeking validation and love until we look at the time in our lives when we felt unloved, when we felt unworthy, when we felt unheard. And until that place is healed, nothing out there is going to feel enough. Nothing out there is going to stop the fear of being seen in ourselves. If you want to be a leader without losing yourself, be prepared to face your traumas and repressed shit. Yeah, I know. Not the easiest thing in the world. And it's a constant piece. I'm constantly becoming more self aware of deep repressed shit and traumas and learning to have grace and compassion and sitting in it. But it's because I'm willing to go deeply with myself that I can go deeply with you, with my clients, with my partner, with my world. And I vow to stay radically truthful about that. That's how we change the world. Each of you listening are are here because you are leaders. You are leaders in your family. You are leaders in your businesses. You are leaders in your community. You want to be leaders of this world. There is a paradigm shift, a radical energy shift happening on this planet right now. And everything we were told to feel shameful about Everything we were told needed to be perfect and unworthy unless it was, is finally seeing the light. And you get to bear that torch if you're willing to have light in your life, if you're willing to be seen, if you're willing to face your traumas and your repressed shit. Number two, second reason that we feel so fearful of being fully seen in this world is that we feel we won't be seen, heard, and loved. After interviewing tens of thousands of people, I know three things for sure. We all just want to feel seen, heard, and loved. Seen to exist in this world, heard that our story matters and loved for whoever the fuck we really are. And when we don't feel that way internally first, that we see and hear and love ourselves first, we turn that pain buried deep inside and hurt ourselves and each other. There's a deep fear that if we share We won't feel heard. We won't feel love. There's a deep fear of rejection, right? I won't be loved if I speak. I won't be accepted. What will they say? What will they think? So what? So I stay small. 
So I stay quiet. So I let strangers on the internet determine what truth I share, if at all. No wonder I'm blue, suffocating sadness. Oh, how I know you. Why did I stuff and dig and hide and shrink away from the sunshine calling my name? Why? Because trolls on the internet suck ass. That's why. Because it's hard. I'm not pretending that shit's not hard. It's hard to put ourselves out there, right? We know that the more honest we are with this world, the more honest other people might be. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I'm giving my first TED talk, right? NBD, it's kind of, you know, minor little thing, like the first time I'm ever talking about being uh, in a domestic violence relationship. It's the first time I'm talking about the Me Too movement and what really happened inside the TV news industry for me in my lived experience. It's the first time I really discuss how bad it got for me with Lyme. And I'm doing it all in one of the world's largest stages. I just decided to go big or go home. Why? Because I was tired of stuffing my truth. I was tired of the suffocating sadness. So I told it on the stage and it was beautiful. It was liberating. It was the first day of my real life of speaking from me, of being authentically me. It was fucking great. It's why I believe so firmly in the experience of who you get to become in the process of writing a TED talk. Even if you never give the talk, just writing it will be a bikini wax of the soul. It will be one of the most beautiful experiences, I promise you. Which is also why, by the way, I made that course, my TEDx course on sale now. Okay. But I want to tell you the story about what happened after I gave my TEDx talk. The first one. So it was a vulnerability hangover, as Brene Brown says, right? It was that shit was for real. It was a lot. And I got so many, I mean, hundreds of beautiful messages from people all over the world uh, in the ensuing days. And isn't it funny how you can get a thousand great messages and then you focus on the one fuckery, (laughs) the one negative comment. And for me, it wasn't just one. I had a number of people who said things like, Well, did we ask why she drove him to drink? Or I've never said that a woman deserves to be hit before, but this woman certainly does. Or she's making this all up or fake tears, fake news, all kinds of just the most vicious vitriol you've, oh my God. And I hid under my blanket for two days. Uh, Just, I should not have read the YouTube comments, but I did. Brene Brown talks about this too. And she was like, I hid under a comforter. Why did I read the YouTube comments? I don't know. I already heard her warning and I read them too. And again, they're like so many of my life was changed. I needed this. Thank you so much. And then you still focus on the fucking negatives. I know. So I didn't want to give a second talk. I had already landed the second one. I didn't want to give it. My partner, Aaron, God bless, comes to me on day two with pizza and is like, hey, I get that you don't want to give a second talk. I get that you don't want to put yourself out there again. I'm like, yeah, I understand that they're probably living in their mom's basement. They're 52 year old trolls, but it doesn't help. This fucking hurts. And he's like, yeah, it does. You know, what's going to hurt more letting them win. 
stifling your truth again. Like, fuck, you're right. So I got back up. I dusted myself off. I wrote the second TED Talk. And guess what happened? It now is up to 1.2 million views. 1.2 million hearts touched that wouldn't have been if I had stayed small. If I had let the fear of rejection determine being seen in this world. Your story, your truth is worthy of being shared regardless of what Karen and Cheryl and Zach and Bob say. Or more likely user 16294 because they don't even have the balls to show their face. It matters. You matter. I understand it's scary. But you didn't come on this planet just to play small and be a good girl and lose weight and pay taxes. (laughs) Right? That's not why you're here. And the people that really care about you, the people that actually fucking matter in this world, the people who have done the things that you want to do will never talk shit on you. I will be there every fucking step of the way cheering you on. And so will anyone that matters. Which leads us to actually number three. And I think for so many of you, the real reason that you might be scared to be fully seen in this world, whatever that means to you today, right? It gets to evolve, by the way. Number three, it's a fear of success. It's a fear of success. It's not actually the fear of failure and rejection, but the more powerful we are, the more we have to accept our limitlessness, which can be scary. We are more powerful than we can imagine. And it is vulnerable to allow that power of love to change us. It is vulnerable to allow that power of love, that power of honesty to transform our very being on a cellular level. To allow ourselves to more deeply unify with Source, the universe, God, whatever you call it. It's brave. It's very brave. It's not that you can't do it. You just don't trust yourself. I'm going to say that again. It is not that you can't do it. It is not that you can't be seen. It is not that you can't be successful. You just don't trust yourself. Because I have a very good hunch that you have been successful in the past and it's burnt you out. That you have made it before, but only knowing how to do it on hustle and grind. That you have done it on survival mode. That it has cost you nearly everything. Your body, your mental state, your relationships. And you don't trust that you can hold the same boundaries again. There is an exquisite risk in putting yourself out there and knowing that this time it can be different. 
that you're not the same person, that your success is inevitable and you can trust yourself to hold the boundaries that you need personally to let this be nutritive and of ease, playful and joyful. It's not that you can't do it. It's just time to finally trust that you can do it differently. That being seen gets to be on your terms. That you get to rewrite the story of success. There's an exquisite risk in putting yourself out there fully as the powerful motherfucker that you are. It also, that fear of success, it has to come intrinsically. What I mean by that is all of the goals moving forward as you're working through and releasing the trauma-bound responses, right? The shit that you haven't really faced internally, releasing what other people are going to say on the outside and knowing that your success is inevitable. As you work through this process of being more seen and more visible, there's a trust that begins to happen inside of you. That it's safe and okay to take up room on the page of your life. And it has to be enough that that right there, getting to know yourself more deeply, learning the new parts of your skill set, Redefining success, creating different boundaries, rewriting the story. Those pieces have to be enough. What you actually create in this world, meaning you discovering who you are in the process of writing your book, for instance, has to be enough. If the book becomes a New York Times bestseller, that is not in your control. And if you try to control it, that's perfectionism and shame. The gift has to be who you become in the process. Someone who realizes that they are more powerful than you could ever imagine. That it's safe to take up room on the page of your life. You are a leader. You are a leader in your business. You are a leader in your community. You are a leader in your family. So, where can you dare? To share. Share your shit. Your story is the medicine that this world needs. And it's through sharing that shame and perfectionism die and humanity and love are found. I've said this so many times. I am not here to make anyone an influencer. We do not need one more skinny detox tea and booty band workout. (laughs) What I am here to do is to help you be more of influence in this world. Influencing care and dignity, trust, love, inclusivity. I want to leave you with this mantra from Vienna Ferion, I think. Why do I can never say people's names? Vienna Ferron? <laughs> hip, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. $10 to whoever knows what movie line that came from. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this mantra. I will no longer have an interest in abandoning who I am in an attempt to get you to choose me. I will not pretend so that you don't leave. I will compromise, be flexible, and allow for growth and change to happen, but I will not shapeshift 
to fit into the box I believe you have for me. And my love, that includes past versions of yourself. To release that box, I like to call it a yard sale of the soul. Take all of those boxes that you and others have given you, put them out in the lawn, free to just be. It is safe and it is time to fully be seen. There's nothing easy about realizing that you have been the one holding yourself back. But it is time. I love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast with me, Abby Gibb. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And it would mean the world if you leave a review so others know how kick-ass these episodes are. And I'm a real person over on Instagram. So tag me in an IG story at Abby Gibb and let me know what landed in your heart the most today. Thanks again for listening.